0: Good evening, good evening, thank you, and welcome to another KG, this man walking away, 5th Wild Cannon Doc Podcast.
1: Trust <laughs> me, he's I, checking on somebody, because he gets no, some things no, no. done, I he gets w-
0: some things done now. I want the two of you to begin the podcast talking about the local nine blowing us.
1: Oh, here we go, that. see, he's away with
2: Doc, he wants to drop lugs now, now. He well, was- I actually lost my bet. Oh, okay. So that's Because I, I knew what it about. was going to be either that... <laughs> okay. Or, all right, no problem. We, we can or that. Charlie Strong, and the that fact is, that two weeks ago we said that, Oklahoma was the game that he was gonna get. Yes, that is you true. Go back on the podcast, and that's listen, right. And check yeah, that part. Listen, that's right. Hey, but I, and I'm glad that I happened. lost the bet. So we're gonna go with the Astros. And to be honest, with those that have followed Astros all, all year long, will say this is part for the course. Yeah, this I, is what you, you told me that everybody feared. This is the perfect scenario uh, in regards to the bullpen. He's been managing this way all year, frustrating a lot of people, but he's been able to make it work for the most part. But many people have seen various times over the year where the bullpen gave it up, and today you had a chance to close it out, up 6-2, late in the ballgame, seventh inning, adding that extra run. I mean, adding three runs in, in the, the bottom, bottom of, seven, of yep. seven. So, really, you were like, it's on, 6-2, tight ball game. we got it, we can – this over to the bullpen, and everybody's like, Yeah, they might give up a couple of runs, and they give up a crooked letter, a five spot. Yep, and the wind sales went out there. Uh, it's nine six. The sales NW, went out ten, the office, yeah, ten today six. in the office. We're watching the break room, yeah. and um, and partners with just shaking Yeah, hey, you I mean, people disbelief. that got on the bandwagon obviously falling off. And only, there's two things you're going for. It's possible that Keiko will be back. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he doesn't pitch as well on the road as he does at home, but he did yeah. go into New York uh, and get it done. Right. This is the second, so you're hoping that yeah, this is a chance I, that he gets that win and he can get it done. And you get a couple of bats and put out some long balls, and you hope you can get it done. The other thing that you have to say in regards to is the fact that this is a young team so for most people, people would be like, man, this is so devastating. I think the same way that they are able to win is going to be the same way they're going to come back off of a loss. They're going to come back and they're going to play hard. They're going to give everything they got. So they're not going to be a team that's going to lose because they dejected because they had a chance to close it and did not. So it's not going to be that. It's going to be the fact whether they can hit the ball and, and get some deep balls, make some plays, and if they're able to get Keiko to go deep in the game, give it to the bullpen, and they find a way. Uh, to have four or five pitchers that find a way to get it done.
1: Well, if he can get, if they can get seven innings out of him, the next shot. Uh, I, that's has it been announced that he's going to pitch Game Five? No, it hasn't. Uh, no, it has. Guessing. And, and, and he's still
2: on a short day rest. Right. He did pitch on three and a half. He felt felt good about it. And if, I think and, at this point, you have little choice. But he only he only he only six. he says okay, he only six
1: though. Yeah, that's right. right. And so that you. And too. Help. Yeah. That That, and that gives helps you, quite a lot. Kind of, I've been I've yeah. been around Coach Coach Graham and Coach Rob enough to kind of like figure some things. That you right. know, depending on uh, where you are at pitch count, yeah. how many innings to the next game that now you come decide. Come on, Wildcat! That's folks four. who say Coach Graham has blown out pitchers' careers in college. Well, lately it hadn't been he hadn't been capable of doing that only because he hadn't been getting the pitches that he's been getting. Uh, he's been averaging over, over the years uh, the last three or four four years. Uh, guys have not gone as long as they've normally gone just because they're not coming in prepared. And uh, I don't know whether it's, it's I too think much it's just early kind of on a cycle.
2: What? He gets a lot of recruits from greater Texas. And I think sometimes you get this cycle where you get a recruiting class where you just really get two or three years rolling, where you really get these good arms. Mm-hmm. then you have some classes where they're not as good. And then you have also these classes where kids decide to go straight to the pro. Yeah, still going and, to college. I, So you put that kind of mix in there. You get some times where your program goes down, and since they were such a t- program that was attached to dominating pitching, right. the fact that they're not quite able to get it done on the offensive side, which is something that they could do, but mm-hmm. they would usually get clutch hits, where you kind of put those two together, yeah. the fact that you don't have as dominating pitching, you're not able to do it as clutch, you find Rice... Uh, struggling mm-hmm. in terms of their ultimate desire right. playing for College World Series. Still in the mix for college, mm-hmm. I mean, conference championships. Right. Uh, but not where they want to be in terms of top five, top ten rankings, even top 15 rankings in that mode. Kind of where Houston uh, baseball right. program has taken over and moved. And you probably got a lot of better that, that they're losing some people to Houston, yeah. the other program well, in this the- area. Uh, and so you put those little pieces together and a little bit of all that adds up. But with that, you also had the fact, uh, just to close it out on the baseball part, at least in the state of Texas, because obviously local known.
1: Yeah, and then you got the Rangers and all that. Naturally re-
2: respected is the fact you had the Rangers. Yeah. Rangers did the same thing, and a lot of people probably worse than them because they actually came out of Toronto 2-0, and over, mm-hmm. taking two on the road. Right. And then to give back two at home has to be deducted for those fans as well. And I'm not sure – that they have as much of a fighting chance as the Astros do, particularly if they go with Kaiko. I'm putting that out there. Right. Uh, going back to Toronto, I think the Rangers are really in trouble. So it looked like, uh, as of today, that you are going to have Astros and Rangers moving on. Now, it's that, a in a lot of ways, it's totally flipped.
1: It's a big question. And uh, now into the National League. They're playing tonight. Uh, Chicago is up... Uh, Surprising everybody, those pesky cubs. You know and and I think that's good for the league and for, for no the question. and for the city. Just because yeah. they've got just like the Red Sox were uh, were at, at one point, the Cubs are that team that you love to watch. Even though they aren't getting it, you know, getting getting into the playoffs and getting the postseason play. They've just been there and you just love to
2: watch them play. Yeah, you talk about the Red Sox, uh, Theo Epstein Man, he's sure making a name for himself. He's looking more and more like a genius because he was part of the architect, put the Boston right. Red Sox together. They brought him for the Cubs to do exactly that. Yep. And lo and behold, yep. he's getting it done. So um, those things are very uh, interesting when you took that. And then you had get a lot of love to John, Joe Madden, excuse me, and yep. uh, people thought he could get it done. I don't think anybody thought he would be getting it done this early. Yeah. You're talking about the of St. Louis. They hadn't played – and the common challenges are over 100-plus meetings over the year, 1,000 meetings, playing each other, first time going on in the postseason. Intriguing. And they're finding a way to be scrappy and get it done. Last thing I think we have to talk about baseball that was the talk of the town, everybody's heard this fact, is the play at second base. Wow. With the Dodgers in the Mets. Um, I think if you're an old-school um, m- baseball fan, you're going to lean to the fact that there's a baseball play. I think that's crazy. Right. Uh, obviously, it's changed. Uh, but even with that, that's not a baseball play. That's just people trying to cover up for the fact that you want to not make baseball look like it's right. people going crazy. Savages. He as slid as late. he slid out the base. It was so bad of a slide, he didn't touch the base. Right. The only thing is they called him out, so they brought him back, which still a lot of people questioning the whole framework of that. But even outside of that. Then the fact that baseball went back and suspended two games. I do love the union because the union is going to test it. is the the probably going to play. And, and I like the fact that the union is strong. I wish that was the case for the NFL uh, or the NBA, but that is not the case there. So it will be interesting to see how that goes on. But personally, yeah, uh, whether it was dirty or not, uh, it without question. You didn't have to do mm-hmm. that. And when you go out of your way and you get that thing. I do have a problem with people saying that he's supposed to be this uh, – he goes hard all the time. Or well, what what is that supposed to be? So you telling me most baseball players don't go hard? I mean, because professional
1: he, players that's just what they do. Play hard, especially in the playoffs. the playoffs.
2: So what does that mean? That just and
1: all he did was just like you said, you was know, a typical baseball play. Break up the double play, the first base, and that's what he did.
2: Uh, Unfortunately, that wasn't a typical happened. baseball play. I don't think it was typical. That's why I disagree. That's what I said. I said, <laughs> I said old school players, like you said. I thought I said that old school. Baseball people will suggest that it was just you know, a typical play He's going home. You don't break a guy's leg on a typical baseball play. Well, Is that,
1: that that happened.
2: Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it happens yeah. usually when you are aggressive, you have a late mm-hmm. slide, because usually the second baseman shortstop players know yeah. how to allow you to go in there and they're able to get out of the way. Right. It's when you go outside of your normal efforts that you have these injuries. People really don't want to speak on that because yeah. people want to mm-hmm. lump them all together. And my fact is is that you should go a little deeper. And as you're saying, Chris, th- this was not a typical baseball play because somebody got hurt. Yeah, he and got suspended. People don't get hurt nah. even when you take them out and break up. Chase Early got suspended by the league for what two games? Something yes. like that. But I th- that's what I was saying. I think the union is going to pill it, so I'm not sure if he's actually going to be able to. Miss those two games. It's a great Especially union. in this series, so it'll be if they come strongest out. union in professional yeah. sports.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's just interesting that it's baseball that has that strongest union. Doesn't get to all of the support that it used to get. and But when it comes to getting, getting payouts, that union. Oh, yeah, they, they do. What you are doing. Doing. I have a
2: lot of respect oh, for them. Oh, yeah. That. No question about yeah. that. I, I kind of no love them. Question. Gotta love them. No, respect. no question about like that
1: so are you ready for us to move on or do you wanted to just stay oh yeah there? I was
0: ready when I brought it up
1: yeah a I, that's the, why I tried to hit it into in the this. podcast but you know, but,
2: you know uh, have too much fun on that I'll but you know y'all fun. can
0: talk about the Astros more they're gonna win game five is the, series, is the season over for the young Astros on Wednesday
2: Keiko pitches yeah I give him I give him only only if he yes. pitches yeah only yeah. if he pitches he doesn't pitch
0: no chance no chance Doc says no chance if Keiko doesn't pitch on Wednesday
1: yes. yeah because now you had one game no chance now you had one game. That's that's different. Who won Game One for the Astros? It was Keiko, what? No, no, no Keiko not, not, picked uh, um picked the game three. The uh, Yankees. So he did, he did That's right. That's I'm, I'm wrong. Um, don't remember. I'm gonna be honest with you. Don't remember. And, and you
0: call yourselves you a lot
1: Astros supporters and followers and fans. Hey, I go and watch. I don't keep score, but I go and watch. I pay attention. But as far as remembering who the second guy in the, ran- uh, in the rotation is, don't know. All I under uh, the one person that I do know in the bullpen is Gregerson, only because Colin McHugh. He uh, he has a way of turning McHugh. off the the manager and, and confronting the manager when he comes to get the ball out of his hand. Well, he didn't do much of anything today either. <laughs> That's my okay. point. Colin McHugh won
0: game one for Astros. Six innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, one strikeout.
2: They have him as the probable. So they don't think he's going to go with Kaiko Maybe I assume if I – well, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. And is the uh, schedule out for the first – for game one of the ALCS?
1: Um, it is. Thanks. I, all I know is that uh, whoever – if the Astros pull this off, their next home game is scheduled for a week from the day, uh, Monday. And at the same time, it'll be a, a day game.
0: Colin McHugh versus Johnny Cueto in game five. Johnny Cueto is a bad man. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: going to be
1: tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, league championship series is game one is October the 16th. That's right. Yeah. So, that's Friday, Saturday, travel day, Sunday, and then Monday. So, now that we have Colin
0: McHugh listed as the probable game five starter.
2: I don't feel very good about it. I
1: don't either, because I don't trust the bullpen at all. I don't. I don't. I'm being definite about that person that texted me. I do not trust. Boy, a lot has changed from... Leading six two going into eighth inning. Yes. To now, end <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> I got. I'll be honest with you. I got no confidence in the bullpen. Thank goodness. On a happier note, especially if you're a Longhorn alum or fan. Hey, the man went body went board uh, body surfing this weekend. His players stepped up for him. He went body surfing. That's showed all I'm saying. Their respect
0: showed their their own pride, and uh, punched Oklahoma in the mouth. And as of Big. late the uh, Sooners do not punch back. Didn't punch back. Or if they did, it was like
1: a little no. punched little no. slap. All they did was you're right, that's all it was. It was a slap because all they did was just tie which it up. This is
2: what we said earlier that the two programs need to stand up, which is Oklahoma in, and Texas. Texas, yeah. And we see why we were still questioning Oklahoma. So Now uh,
0: we always we always felt his job was safe anyway, so but now Right now he's he's the hero of. Well, I'm saying that
2: you wait right until yeah. the end of the season, but yeah. I still think our receivers a lot. Uh, this makes it even much more safer, and gives everybody a chance. Has a worm turned for the program now? I think it makes it a little easier in terms of recruiting. I don't think it's totally yeah over. He has to find a way to finish the season strong. Obviously, the, the next two games that you got to kind of watch out for are Kansas State as well as Baylor. Kansas Logan. State
0: was leading TCU, was leading TCU in the last 18-point lead in the second half, something like that. Yes. TCU came back and won
1: in the fourth quarter. they capable of scoring. they capable of getting some things done. But see, the other thing, too, with the getting back to the Oklahoma game, it changes the structure of what – some kids leaning one way or the other as far as recruiting from the state of Oklahoma, from the state of Texas, he's able, he will be able to hold on to some folks more specifically. Looks like the quarterback will be coming in next year.
0: Well, my take also is with the Sooners losing overall, it's a it's, uh, bad, bad look for the conference. You only have two good teams, two slash great teams. You only had two good teams to start the season. I and think Oklahoma was not one speaking, of them. When you're a brand
2: that. team, when you're two brand teams, I think as a brand, it doesn't help the Big Twelve. I think when you look a little deeper at it, it's not quite as bad uh, from a standpoint. You still have Oklahoma having a win over Tennessee, so we got to see how Tennessee continues. They got a big win over Georgia. Obviously, part of that is because, because Chubb yeah. went out with the knee. Um, so it'll be interesting I think uh, similar to what you see with the Big Ten with Michigan starting to stand up three straight shutouts you shut have up. a little trouble with Michigan State so they, you kind of got your ebbs and flows Pac-12 seems like it's a little down mm-hmm. and so you got some Utah disagree
0: there. hmm Utah disagree with you about the Pac-12 being down? I'm talking about overall. No, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Overall, no. USC Utah is down. Is doing a thing, remember? This US is USC's Utah having problems beat
2: Michigan that yeah. is standing up. So, yeah. Utah looks like a uh, – USC is having problems.
0: Uh, All right, now, they, they got – addressed they, one of them today. Yeah, they today. Have
2: some huge problems. Coach has went from indefinite suspension to being fired. Yeah. Uh, in a two days, which is – I don't know what Pat Hayden is doing as an AD. He, uh, He's going to put himself in some
1: trouble. Because this is the, what, third –
2: Football coach since yeah. Carol mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, third. Yeah. No, yeah, third. If that's not counting the interims. Yeah, that's that's true. So you have a senior class. Uh, I was reading somewhere where the players, uh, uh, oh, the, this will be the fourth game against Notre Dame where they've all had different, different head, head coaches, coaches. Yeah. going into the game. And
1: that is, speaks not well of Volume. that. Of that. It's amazing that
2: they've been able to kind of stick around and be somewhat relevant with that going on. Well, so it,
1: it lets you know that
2: it's still a good
1: yeah, that's still a good, a good, uh, program, a recruit, a good a recruiting program. No of, matter who's in charge, a lot of talent, yeah. not a lot of and good coaching, but a lot of yeah. talent.
2: You a hot talent, and
1: you're not losing. You're not Great losing. no history. matter no matter who's who's coming over there as a coach, you, yeah. you're still not losing the kids. Wildcat, Doc, yeah. the Ack. Yeah,
0: it's turning into a football conference. Yes, they're getting they're getting real close. The AP poll, my Cougars are ranked twenty fourth. The five no Cougars. And Temple is is and getting numbers. Twenty sixth ranked the game is measured out to be a big one. And twenty seventh ranked is Memphis. All three of them yeah. are five zero. Coaches poll: Memphis is ranked twenty two. Cougars are ranked twenty sixth. Who's ranked twenty seventh? Temple.
1: So you got three teams from the American Athletic conference and you also had two major reporters in the room on thursday to write to to do reports on both discounting yourself who else was there uh as a major reporter doc and i weren't there so who else could it be well these guys actually have votes ah well (laughs) this is very important (laughs) and when i said major recruit that means you got votes these two guys had votes
2: i understand these
1: are national writers yes Yes. I have, I have It uh, must be
0: why they put the Cougars in the A P poll and I'm not sure the Cougars the Cougars ought to prove it. They and been one of the, the guys, if
1: I'm not mistaken, is the guy that uh coached I think you started getting the 0 you got the but it get but also though. Now oh they talk talk got about. votes but 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 Doc it depends also it goes back to what what uh, what KJ was saying earlier, you know, it's who you're playing and who you who you who you beating.
2: I understand that. You but know, I'm still saying you get the five and you should get some votes. You should be in the top 25. I'm tired of all these two lost teams because they played everybody. <laughs> top 25. I'm already questioning where these conferences are going. So just because you the big big daddy, big whatever they want to call it, Oh, yeah. Big five. Yeah. Sugar daddies. If you want it turns all the money, which is a whole other article. Oh, yeah. That yeah. I like to go out. That's how the NCA flubbed this toll against LSU and looked like a fool again in oh, regards man. to Hornet trying to provide selling his jersey. To benefit South Carolina. Everybody else yeah. do it, he can't do it. They, they got so beat up on Twitter, they say, well, yes, maybe he can not do that. He's taking his likeness. He's telling me he can't even own that to help somebody. Tell me it, that's not correct. Just, but with said, that, I think it's very yeah. interesting. I still say you get to the 5-0, and oh, um, you should be ranked. We'll find out because I like this time of the year. You get in the conference race. You start running mm-hmm. into other teams that are. Five right. and o, or four and one. Well, Memphis has so a you test. Get the chance to see what's going
0: on on Saturday, and they'll, they play thirteenth ranked Ole Miss. You know
1: what? So they win. I there, think they'll, they'll jump. they be in. ranked. I think they'll jump. Period. He'll be ranked. I think in both polls, well, They'll be ranked. I think they'll jump them. I think they'll jump Ole Miss.
0: Okay. Walk well, it's eleven o'clock on A B C, so it's a good look for uh VAC. So so is U of H and U C F is at eleven o'clock it was announced today. It's announced today, but UCF hasn't won a game yet, so I'm not sure how much how
1: competitive <laughs> that game is gonna yeah, be. Yeah, that'll, and that'll, and that's the only reason you, it's, you and, don't want to that that's game. on the ESPN news, yeah. by the way. Right, yeah. And it's at eleven o'clock for a reason.
2: But you have U of H playing Memphis <laughs> on the fourteenth <14th> of <laughs> November. So yeah. right. And I guess you uh, won't see. And they're Temple until the
0: championship game. So you, okay, so I'm going to ask you: you base plays Temple during the season, so they don't play them. So no, no. okay. So as Memphis—that's a divisional game. And a the, Nice matchup. November both 14th, teams
2: going in there undefeated, one loss. Oh, pretty oh, pretty oh nice Yes, for a championship. But, uh, game.
1: Matter of fact, uh, during today's uh, press conference, Coach Herman addressed uh, some of those uh, uh, situations coming up down uh, down the line, as far as the conference being. Mm-hmm you know, having the new the division and then a conference championship, which, as KD mentions all the time, uh, the Big 12 does not. Uh, December
2: 5th. Obviously, and, you can't be ruled out. Notch- I mean, uh, Navy, they're always 4-1. And, 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 and They play U of H at the end of the year 11-27. He mentioned that, he mentioned that particular game. this is Navy team that's only losses to Notre Dame right, right. playing really solid. He mentioned that game but only
1: because by that being the last game, that that is also – they also present a difference in style, just because of what they do well, yeah. but but they do to that fan Yeah,
2: you're going down the stretch. You got to look at who's got some threes? tough games. I mean, yeah. the last four yeah. games are going to be strong. You got Memphis, um, you have UConn in there. They're hovering at five hundred, but then you have Navy. We just talked and, about and then Cincinnati. You have your conference championship game. a week before Memphis, be so helpful. yeah, so four, now, three, the, of your last four. The, the other Cincinnati thing that was a
0: preseason pick to win the conference, yes. They lost their first two two, conference
1: uh, games. Now, I'm going to ask this question because this came up in a a little little roundtable. How long does this UConn football crew stay at UConn?
0: Where are they going to
1: go? The last two coaching staffs that did anything worth at UConn football-wise, they weren't there long. But I mean, well,
2: I mean, when everything's open up, it's it's, it's the, door, the door is open. If you're a coach and you able to win at one level, and if you win at UConn, that, that's, and that's yeah. my
1: point. That's my you point. You won't be there long. Won't course, be after yeah. you. So let's that, not that's get my
2: point. wherever you win. But that, I mean, but they're one say the Same thing with U of H. I mean, people won't hear. No, no. I'm man, already man, here in a room with South Carolina. That that are that, that, gonna step down now. So not saying that he wants to go. I want to make sure that's clear. Okay. That he, you know, he. I'm hoping to get three years at a coach Herman. Yeah. I'll be
0: glad three years. But
2: when that chain starts to open and those be top
0: fifteen
1: by, by then.
2: You yeah. never know. You just never know.
1: But everybody was was very happy about today. You know, to, to find out uh, that also, uh, I think the uh, American Awarded U of H both uh, player of uh, a the week office uh, and, and football, office and defense, which it is is pretty much what Coach Herman talked about today. The team. You know, you, you talk about a lot of things, and you know, when you come in, you, you have no misconceptions. But, you know, mid-season, here you are, uh, and you still got some things you, you got to do to improve to, to finish out the season. But things, they're not where they were when you first came, from the first day you came in. Even from the first day of practice and fall practice, and and Greg Ward Jr. Did, he it, said he's growing up to be a quarterback in front of everybody's eyes.
0: Yeah, he's he is. This is a sign of the Cougars, as you've touched on. National reporters attending the game Thursday's win over SMU, the forty-nine twenty-eight win. Greg Ward is getting some talk in the Heisman consideration. But if he, I don't care how legitimate you know, because I think you got some. Top tier favorites, right? I know where you're But you the saying. fact that the he, fact that he's even he's being mentioned mention in that shows a you a lot about
1: him and the program and, and where it's going. Yeah. Now I agree with that. Too. The next thing, and I'm looking for that to happen after this Tulane game, is the David O'Brien situation award, which ranks out as the top quarterback. But he and, won't. And, he won't be the TCU no, quarterback.
0: Oh, or the no. Baylor quarterback. One of those. Teams. But He may be the third best quarterback in the state. Yeah. It, and maybe the third best in the it country could be third best in the <laughs> state. <laughs> I mean, that's well, not, well, one I, thing for sure. I mean, it, he,
2: hey, he, it's one thing to do in he, Texas right now. So, yeah. They can throw the ball. It could be the third yeah, best quarterback the in the country, but the be third oh, best yeah. quarterback in the state. Now, he, uh, And that's saying something because there's some other ones behind him. Oh, yeah. They can put it yeah. R- already. It might be the t- And he's he's a quarterback. Five of the a, top ten in the country. Yep. Right here in the state.
1: He's pretty much, you know, been involved in every situation. Scoring for these last three games, that a year ago, when you watched him out on the out on the field, yeah. it wouldn't be his mindset to to even, you know, think about this looking one way or the other. It's like, all right, I'm back. I'm going to just do this, and bam. Did Coach Herman, or did anyone ask him about the offensive line? Uh, they are.
0: They're at, running out of bodies. Healthy bodies. Yeah, running out Now, of Doc,
1: body. you can. T- t-
0: you have any other ability t- t- left,
1: Wildcat? No, not, an not an Not offensive alignment. I can tell you that for sure. He he asked about that today. He talked about that on both the uh, conference call and in the press conference. That uh, they are at minimum on offensive alignment bodies. He said, "Yeah, they may have to he, pull some folks from D line or somewhere." He uh, he talked about that. Uh, not at length because it was like he was going down that road. His eyes kind of like glazed over. I was like, "Okay, let's just finish this about the offensive alignment and move on," because. Coach got that looking at that. I mean, because that may be their their biggest
0: detriment the rest of the season. Yeah, is the having lack a healthy of healthy bodies off- on the offensive line. And Cause you can only you, you can only have so many
1: offensive line on your
0: squad, and and
1: they're running <laughs> they're running thin. <laughs> they're running thin. Because one kid, I know two kids are going to have have to have surgery, and that yeah, it's it, it, and that is what what. You know, and it's five games into the season, so you gotta you gotta figure out something. Uh, not just it's you know it, that's already there, but you may have to do something as far as if you got somebody that's, that's on a straight situation, you may have to bring somebody I in. I think they're going to have to, you know. Um, they get to we didn't port. get into all of that just because you know he still got to uh, wait back from the uh, the only two that he, that he mentioned today, and I can't remember their names and all because it was kind of like. Long drawn out, you know, when you kind of like doze off and you're listening to the coaches. Uh, but you can hear at uh, AKSVVCSR uh, YouTube uh, blogger, uh, Coach talked about, he mentioned their names and he mentioned about their uh, medical situation. You can find it all out today. It uh, it was a good day today, uh, considering that everybody else was not, as you know, everybody else's attention was elsewhere. At, uh, at uh, the juice box. Yeah. And so,
0: uh, Zach Johnson, left tackle, out for the rest of the year with with knee injury, and yeah. right
1: guard Josh Thomas with an ankle injury. Uh, the ankle injury, uh, coach said, probably by the end of the season. The knee injury, it's obliterated. All ligaments yeah. are done. Every ligament. The
0: ACL, MCL, and patella tendon. Yeah. And having, mm. dropped both. And I think he was wearing. Yeah. Of, he, he, all the linemen wearing knee braces. Yeah.
1: It's, so apparently it was like a twist of motion, and boom, it just gave way. And having to have both knees and all done—patella on one, and uh, quad on the other—you know, it's, it, it ain't good. It ain't good.
2: That's yeah, unfortunate for the young man. And,
0: but uh, and he's a senior too, and this is the second time he's got yeah. knee injury. So like, he have, have to move t- into coaching. Bless his heart, because his career is
2: probably over. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's yeah, gonna be tough. But the one good you know, thing so deep in the season, it's hard to get this one back.
1: The one good thing is that you know everybody else, everything else is looking good, and like Coach mentioned, you know defensively they've got to tweak some things and all and get a quicker start. And guys have got to stay focused. Yeah, because they were not
0: focused first half against SMU.
1: And he he talked about that. He start, he opened up with with that uh, you know guys getting where they're supposed to be and staying there, not worried about missing this or that. Do just do your job. Just do, and everything else will take care of itself, which I thought was. Dude, if you're gonna hark it, hark it, stay with it, and make sure it's working. And apparently, once they got situated, he, as they say, had a come to meeting at halftime. They got after it in the second half. And, you know, and it was and it was good to see. U of H Tulane this Friday.
0: Uh, what ESPN? You eight o'clock is eight start. O'clock? Is it a win?
1: Yep. Four. You're right, just because of the defense. But Tulane right now has the best front four in the conference. Uh, they are so it's going to be a problem. then. Uh, and, and so they coach. Game's on
0: ESPNU for my devoted Reagan High School graduate who
1: always asked me what what's the game is going to be on. ESPNU eight o'clock. At, at least it wasn't on, uh, you know, tailwings. Tailwings. If he, if he wants. He, he can find the Cougars on tailwings. <laughs> he can, he can, he can there their ways. <laughs> you know, he knows he knows how to get that done. But uh, yeah, uh, coach mentioned he also mentioned about that uh, that Tulane right now is probably the best front four they'll see all season. Just, they are big, hungry, uh-huh. nasty. So that means yeah.
0: their front four is going to cause the makeshift yeah. offensive line for the Cougars some, some problems. In okay,
1: yeah.
0: So uh, Greg is going to have to do some more of his magic and playmaking ability yeah. for the 24th ranked in AP poll Houston Cougars. While we're touching on the Cougars, allow me to uh, add to this Sunday afternoon. I was at uh, the first official practice of the U of H men's basketball team. And you can go to um, the Houston round bar view YouTube channel or the Houston bar the men's hoops blog to see, uh, See and hear Coach Sampson's thoughts about uh, practice and the upcoming season. A couple things, you know, he's once again touched on. Uh, this program can be special here in Houston. We've got some things that need to be done. The foundation is being laid, the talent is there. And just give you my thoughts from practice. This team is deep. This team has good guards, which is important in college basketball, as we all know. Yeah, absolutely. And they finally has some some height and size up front to uh, – Do
1: they have a battleship up front, aircraft carrier?
0: In college you don't really need it, aircraft carrier, but they do have guys who can play center and allow chicken right. to play his yeah, four spot could. instead of playing against center's big dudes. They have two guys. So
1: he can step out to the three if so he, he needs has, to. If That's he right.
0: needs to. They, I mean, they had – and I saw yesterday that all the guys, big guys, can score down low and shoot from the perimeter. So – this is a, this, as Coach Sampson says, you can hear it for yourself. Go to the, listen to the video. We're gonna be good this year. You know, I'm I'm not gonna say they're gonna be ranked, and I'm not expecting them To get to the NCAA tournament. But right. I'm expecting them To get to postseason play. There you go. I I'm expecting that. And you, you ain't, and talk, I ain't talking you, about no. The, the, what the, is it? The BCI and none of the, that. CBI. No, the no, CBI. None of that. I'm not talking about none of that. No CBI. CBI. I'm talking CID. about CIT. No CIT. You know no none of that. NIT, I'm accepted. I'm close we get to the season, that's what I'm gonna hang my hat on is NIT.
1: Okay.
0: I did and I can go with that. I'll go with that. So uh and we know SMU ain't going nowhere. That's true. So uh with their
1: yeah, postseason the ban. So open. that leaves a spot open. Now I'm gonna ask you this question. Speaking uh, of why? does does Kansas would Kansas be able to get uh, Diallo
0: eligible? At some point here he'll, he'll be eligible. They gotta Across all the T's and dot yeah, the that's i's, what they yeah, do. Yeah. They majoring, yeah. in
2: making sure people are ill. But, uh, Bert so what Ollie, the big time programs do? You looking over here yeah. like I'm saying <laughs> something's wrong? But yeah, y'all don't want to keep acting like this a game. I'm telling it's it like business. It is.
0: But Kyle Meyer, big man that who's cool got from JUCO. Uh huh. Okay. He's he's got good size. He's bigger than I thought too. They list him at two
1: twenty five, and I think he's bigger than that. So, it, it, so it's yeah, so they have they have. What well, does it look like? He put on the weight since he uh, yeah, but since he got here yeah. Or I think go so, yeah. Okay, all right then because because uh, I know what I saw when he first he, got here. He looks bigger than Burton burst. Oh six, eight, really? So yeah. Ah, so, uh, yeah. somebody gonna get put. Ain't gonna get pushed around down. When so he uh,
0: so alums, fellow alums, and basketball fans, get some tickets. Go check out the U of H. Oh, and one little dig at the uh professional football team in town. Are you Texans fans. Stop wasting your time. Go out and watch that crap and go see some winning football at TDECU Stadium. Go see some winning Houston football.
2: Go see the Cougars play. Told cause, y'all. Because that stuff. Told that y'all. That, Told y'all y'all could have came Bill O'Brien is out there. there. Y'all been hoodwinked. I agree with that. I'll put in a little plug for the HBCU land if you, yeah, you if want your <laughs> head down 290. Because right now, I tell you. you want to see some offense, fireworks. Yeah. yeah. yeah you can, don't yeah. go to the better Stadium. than what you seeing over there. It ain't looking good. In the NRG because it's just not working, and and it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. Brian Hoyer
1: is
0: the quarterback, starting quarterback again for this week. The the Mario round has is going back to him. So, but the defense for the Texas de- Texas defense looks bad. That was supposed to be a strength, the strength the, of the team. Right. Come into the season
1: now. Is, there, it, is there it a result of what they got to work with, bad schemes? Uh, they they spent too much time out on the field or what? what all what of that. It's a combination. A little,
0: little bit of all of that. You're looking at uh, Vince Wolfolk. Where's he been? T.J. Watt was double teamed so much in Thursday's game by the Colts. The rest of the team didn't step rest of his lineman teammates didn't step up. Brian Cushing, linebacker, court, where were you? They lost to a 40-year-old quarterback who was sick. It didn't practice. Sunday through Wednesday, they <laughs> did not practice always because he was sick. As he said, it was coming out both ends, top and bottom. Matt bad <laughs> See when
1: you when you hear Man that, broke
2: down at the see, end of the game. When, we couldn't believe you, he played.
1: When you when you hear that when you hear that from a player, folks, I'm gonna tell you, if you don't put in about 60 minutes of, of, of work, and it's coming out of both ends, yeah, that's what we're talking about because it actually happened. That's a that's a long day. That's a long day. Because you're lucky at halftime for them to spend enough time to get IVs into your arm and all and get you some some saline or whatever to, to, to hydrate you back. And I don't, yeah, I, and and I, and don't want but to. But the kicker, though, to that, that whole thing was the guy that was on the wing out there, he comes back to town knowing, y'all can't stop me. I knew I'm going to get me two it. touchdowns. <laughs> I'm going to just beat y'all down out here on this wing and I'm going to make everybody mad. I'm gonna just make
2: everybody mad.
1: He looked like he was. All right, that's lit.
2: enough about the Texans. I'm. <laughs>
1: well, I had to talk about. Th- th- why? About, uh, why? I had to, you talk, want about to talk about. Talk
0: about it. your Cowboys? Uh, no, probably not. I didn't bring the Cowboys up. <laughs> so, okay. Because we're not gonna talk about my my ours. You know, we're not talking about them and they blown. Kirk Cousins look like Matt Shaw in overtime. The
2: cowboys up. I know where the Cowboys are. There's Where's no the delusions, delusions over know, here. It's everybody is. else that is fascinated yeah, so. with the Texans as if. Talk, okay, how about let's something. talk we about you know what the text is about. What are your
0: thoughts on Greg Hardy?
2: I thought he uh I thought his comments during the week were purposeful. I don't I don't think you should do something like that when you trying to get make good graces. But I thought his play uh was early in the game and throughout the game. He had two sacks very early in the game and and yeah, positioned the defense hey, overall yeah. the defense uh for the Cowboys. Five? Actually, for three quarters, defense played really well. Five, I mean, six, after a while, at some point in the game, your offense has to make some type of semblance of like they're going to get it done. So I won't even – I would say thinking about who they played against against New England, defense actually played well, kept them in the game until late in the contest where they finally just kind of blew him out. But uh, I thought he had the kind of performance you would want for a guy that you're asking to lead the defense. They just need the other people to step up, and they got to get some offense. They're even talking about making (coughs) moves at the quarterback position because they just don't see any help. They're not able to run the ball um, because they can't get any quarterback play to make just basic plays to open up uh, some lines, and that's a pretty good – that's a great offensive line, I would say, but you stack it up like that you're still not going to get it done so they got to find a way to get a win out of the next three games and then the schedule looks like it's going to fall in their favor in terms of teams just not playing very good that you're going to be up against so they still have a shot they're in a division that is not playing well at all the Giants uh, took a step in the right direction with a major comeback win last last night it looks like uh, early that they were going to get an interception that would cost them but they got a break on that, which is it was the right call. Uh, but the fact that they got the playback more than the fact because he just misread it and the guy didn't slip, he actually would have made the, the interception because uh, he was there in position. But with that, uh, I think there's still a chance, unlike what you're going to see here uh, in the AFC South when you talk about Indianapolis doing this with luck not playing. And And you think at some point that he's going to move in the right direction. So that makes everything over here look pretty bad. I think it's interesting in the league when you talk about the parity, the fact that you have six teams undefeated at this point in the season. Obviously a couple of them had early buys this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. Um, That's a lot of teams to be undefeated. Uh, You have some teams playing some really good football.
1: One Aaron Rodgers
2: end- threw his first interception this weekend, but he's going off. Brady looks like he's coming back with a, a vengeance. So, for those that are big <laughs> football fans, NFLs, you couldn't ask for more this season outside of your team not winning.
1: Well, i tell you what. Let's move down to, Doc, do what you do best about the HBCUs. Definitely. You know, I'll get into of, HBCU pre- this before this do
2: that, the, just the overall college scene. A lot of madness going around. Uh, you got the fact that uh, Florida quarterback Will Cryer uh, got suspended, mm-hmm. one-year suspension for P Calendar year, it's, which that is is a different. Calendar year, quoting and saying, I really hope that people can learn from this, learn from my mistakes, and I'm really sorry to everyone. I'm just really sorry. He says that he took an over counter drug, but they tested and popped him, and obviously I'm not too happy about the NCA, but quarterback has to do better than that. This is a Florida team that looked like they were heading in a good direction, so it'll be interesting to see how this distraction gets them. Then you go over there. We touched on this a little bit, but Sarkeesian, he's out uh, for the season. He's having some major issues. But I'm questioning USCAD Pat Hayden in regards to how he's handled this whole thing. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to survive because I, if I was part of that uh, booster group or the president, I would be quite upset. He had a chance to do this. Early in the season, he stuck to his gun. He thought he had the coach that was able to win, and so I think in a lot of ways he overlooked it and should have got the coach some help then because it's starting to leak out that he has an alcohol problem uh, coming to practice, intoxicated, even with recruits being there intoxicated. Some people saying, which would be amazing to me, that he was actually possibly drunk last Thursday night when they lost their game to Arizona State. I should say drunk, but he was intoxicated. And some of this... Some people are saying there's a mix between taking alcohol and some pain medicine, uh, which is going on. So he needs to get some help, and uh, not that I'm taking it away from him uh, because as a college coach, to be leading of young men, I think it makes it very difficult to go to, into a household when you had a so problems. So I don't so think true. USC had much choice to do it, but the fact that you do it the day after that you said he was suspended for the year, to me, just looks odd. Not to add on the fact, as I said, that you could have did this at the beginning of the year when they had that incident. Um, So I'm kind of disappointed with Pat Hayden amongst some other things that he's done. So I'm intrigued about that. So with that, let's go into the HBC report. This is a big weekend for HBC football. You have several top ten matchups going on this weekend. And I'll kind of... Go through some of the scores this past weekend to let you know what took took place. I think should really intrigue those that are into the HBCU report, uh, turning to some big-time games going on around the landscape, um, as well as looking at top ten. We'll do the top five of those, and then even bigger going to the week coming in next week. I think it'll be quite outstanding when you look at what's pl- taking place in week five. Uh, with that Some big games this past weekend, South Carolina State. Uh, Bethune-Cookman made a huge statement. They beat South Carolina State last Thursday, 17 to 14. Huge victory, which sets up a big game for Bethune-Cookman. They just have a gauntlet that they're running through right now. And the biggest game they have on the calendar this week is a top-ranked North Carolina A&T team where they have to go to North Carolina to play that game in Greensboro, so that's the intriguing game to me, which is a top five uh, matchup, I'd say, and I'm also naming this my Miac game of the week. So that's one to really keep your eyes on in terms of some key games that took place this weekend. I thought a big one also was Bowie State. Bowie State got a win. The reason that becomes big, you wouldn't think it was a big game because they go to five and one, so you're saying they're playing some very good football. And you heard what's going on, but this past weekend they actually lost their quarterback. Uh, NCA ruled him ineligible regarding the fact that they said that he's played over his years. Uh, on the down board, yeah, and everybody's trying to figure out how this takes place. CIAA say they're going to work uh, with the NCA to figure out what was the eligibility issue. But what they're putting on the boards out there is the fact that he played two years at Juco. Uh, he was two years at North Carolina Central. Didn't play one of the years or played a few games, got hurt. And he played at Bowie last year. So that would have been, even if you are just taken one of those years in North Carolina, since that's four years. So he's playing his fifth year this year. Um, So not surprising that he was a young man and putting up the yards that he was because he was dominating the competition to get it done. So that's interesting to see. They Mm -hmm. actually have a big game this week as Virginia State. As Virginia State has kind of stepped back up in the mix and right of their season as they got a big victory this weekend. And Virginia Union continues to get it done as they're playing some very good football, Virginia Union 66 over Lincoln, Pennsylvania 27, and Lincoln, Pennsylvania is not a bad team, and Virginia State, as I said, just edged out Elizabeth City State 24 to 23, give you some updates there. Prayer View right here as we come to our backyard, 45 uh, to 6 over Mississippi Valley, that was a homecoming game, it was truly homecoming down there, obviously they're working on the stadium, so you didn't have quite as many RVs, but you had over 150 RVs. You had this new section they put up called Tenth City where the Greek organizations, both non-Greek and the Greek referred to as a pan uh group, were back there with the tents and DJs. It was really festive, just full with people looking like uh, those that had heard of the Freak Nick in the past, Daytona Beach, Black College Weekend, those kind of things uh, in that region. So very interesting how they got done over there. Uh, Florida A&M looked like they were going to get their first win of the season. Couldn't hang on as North Carolina Central uh, scores 10 points in the late in the quarter, last quarter, fourth quarter there to win 27-24. Big game. Statement game was made by Gramlin as it played Alabama a and we know can put up points. Gramlin won at home 37-14. So those are some of the big games you had there. The last one I would say is a t is rolling 27-3 of Norfolk State. Norfolk State is a team that can play great defense. There was some question of what they could do on the offensive side of the ball, but the fact that a was able to put 27 up on Morehouse, that was impressive. Last one I'll give you here is Southern, 45 uh, to 34 over Alabama State. Alabama State actually scored 34 points in the second half. So a lot of it seemed like um, the Southern kind of thought they had the game in the bag. You know, young people kind of stepped it up. Another one I have to say is the 80th version of Tuskegee-Morehouse Classic. Tuskegee won 35 to 7. So those are... Your matchups going on there that took place there. With that being said, as I talked about, Prairie View getting on in the game where you had uh, Week 6 Big Ben Award Weekly Honor. Give you that here. Trey Green continues to get it done. His his fourth honor of the year, coming out of nowhere, playing some very good quarterbacking uh, for the Prairie View Panthers. Jonte Aber, he was a preseason Ben L. Cavill, Big Ben Senior HBCU Award candidate. Uh, as he was on the list, he makes his first debut as an honor selection as he got it done with over 100 yards. Defensive guys put it up. Foster Brown, the second, Stephen Guillory. These are young players, freshman, redshirt freshman, and a sophomore. Got it done. Both of them uh, led the team in terms of tackles, putting pressure on the Mississippi Valley State. And they were honored by their uh, play this week by the SWAC. You have Steve Guillory getting SWAC, newcomer of the week in terms of his play. really getting it done, and then linebacker Foster Brown the second was awarded SWAC defensive player of the week for what he got done in terms of his accolade as he was all over the field. So that gives you a little update. One last person going into the MEAC, Dominique Woods of Morgan State. He's a center. Oftentimes you don't get a lot of love for centers, but he is a center, and he's the architect of that line. This is the second straight game where he got the award, and it's because he's able to push that line away as Morgan State is dominating over the last two games. Putting up over 200 yards of uh, rushing uh, as they get it done big in that game. That's the second game in a row where they put up 200 yards. They put up 232 rushing yards to be exact against the Savannah State Tigers of they as they win that game going away playing some very good football there. On to top 10 before we get into some key matchups. Top five mid-major programs. Not necessarily a lot of change at the top. We do have two new teams in the top five, so we'll talk about that. We told you Virginia State looks like Trojans. There have righted that season out of CIAA, four and two, two and one. They move up two spots from the seventh position as they're into the top five. At number four, Fort Valley State Wildcats, four and two, four and zero oh, out of the SIC. Uh, they're playing some very solid football. They move up two spots as they enter into the top five at number four. At number three, you have the Bowie State Bulldogs, 5-1, and 3-0, three, oh, three first-place votes. They get it done. They hold on to that first-place vote that they got last week. It'll be interesting to see this week. As I said, they have a big-time game this week. Number two, Virginia Union Panthers. They add a first-place vote as they go to four first-place votes as they sneak their way a little closer to Skiggy. 5 1, 3 0, oh, remaining at number two gives you a hint who's number one. Tuskegee, six first place vote. As I said, they lost another first place vote this weekend. Continue to win. They were impressive over Morehouse. 5 1, 3 0, oh, remaining at number one as they do it in the mid major poll. Let's go to the big boys at the major division. Just outside of the top five, I will give you this. Prairie Vietnam Panthers, 3 and 2, 3 and 1 on the season. We just told you a big win there. They move up two spots getting into the top five. You have the Southern Jaguars, three and two, three and oh, which is moving up one spot from the sixth position. At number four, those Grambling State Tigers, four and two, four and oh. They move up one spot from the fifth position. The top three teams remain the same last week. None other than Bethune Cookman Wildcats five and one, three and oh. I keep thinking they're gonna get that loss, but they find a way to win. They've won some close games. Very solid. This is a team that does have the experience of winning the championship five of the last six years so you can see those seniors are hungry and they know how just to get some victories but I think they're going to have a big matchup this weekend as they go see number two the North Carolina Aggies, uh, A&T Aggies I should say five first place votes four and one two and oh in the conference race demolished teams over the last two weekends we'll see what's going on there number one team Alcorn State Braves Six first place vote. They did lose one first place vote this week to the Aggies. As Aggies continue to slide up a little bit, as we talked about in the last poll, they're doing that. We'll see what that means for the rest of the season. Four and one, three and zero. Oh. They're on a collision course, not only for their own conference championship, but as we said, this year it's the Celebration Bowl as it kicks off the bowl competition the champion of the SWAC and the champion of the MIAC will play each other for that bowl championship. So that's interesting as we get it going on. The final thing that I'll talk about here, I'm really excited about some of the matchups here. If you're into top programs going on to play each other, seeing who's going to make a real statement in terms of moving forward in the SWAC race, MIAC race, SIAC and CIAA, this is what I'd call HBCU full-time Football this weekend. Super Saturday, as a lot of people would say. First one, Baton Rouge. It is homecoming on the bluff down there. And number six, Prairie View A&M, 3-2, 3-1, goes into the den for the Jaguars. Number five, Southern Jaguars, 3-2, 3-0. So that is a top 10 matchup with number six going on the road to take on number five. Big matchup there. Go a little bit outside of the norm. We have a HBCU independent game. Tennessee State has lost two of the last three. Eastern Illinois, Panthers, 2-3, 2-0. It is a conference game, non-HBCU program there. They're at number eight, Tennessee State Tigers, 3-2, 0-2. It looks like Tennessee State is moving in a direction that everybody thought. They have lost their quarterback, and I think that's really doing damage because their quarterback was playing really well early in this year, which is the question mark they had. And so Butler is trying to get it done. Um, but you can see why they made the change in terms of him not getting the nod at the early part of the season. Getting into the Miac, this is another one fun one here. you talking about a top three matchup. Number three, Bethune-Cookman Wildcats, 5-1, 3-0. and At number two, North Carolina a State Aggies, 4-1, 2-0 and in terms of the race. you talking about top five matchups. It doesn't get much better than this in terms of this game being in Aggie Stadium. They get down in Greensboro. They will be hyped for this game, but don't get it twisted. Bethune-Cookman Wildcats, they love to go into this type of game. Those are those Florida boys, and, you know, they have a little street cred themselves. They think they can come in They're a little cocky. Coming back to the SWAC, SWAC game of the week, another top five matchup, number four, Groundland State Tigers, 4-2, 4-0. They're at number one, Alcorn State Braves, 4-1, 3-0. This is interesting. They're going in to Lorman, Mississippi, Spinks-Casem Stadium. It is the homecoming for the Braves. But remember last year, Gremlin was the only team that beat the Braves and had them not being able to go through the conference race undefeated. So you have the Braves with a little payback on the mind, but you think Gremlin State is putting up points. They're playing a little really well. They want to make sure they stay in the race they don't want to give a backdoor chance to Prairie View. The Prairie View's playing Southern, as I said this week. You still have the Bayou Classic on. You have the fact that Southern still has to play Corn, Prairie View has to play Corn. It's going to get interesting at the end of this year. But as we go right here, number four, Grambling State Tigers 4-2, 4-0 at number one, Allcorn State Braves. That does it for the major division. Looking at the mid-major division, CIAA. Top five matchup here. Number three. Bowie State Bulldogs, 5-1, 3-0. Oh. They're at number five, the resurgent Trojans. Virginia State Trojans are 4-2, 2-1. And two, two and Can the Bulldogs play with a backup quarterback? Can they go on the road? The Virginia State, the team that has represented that division the last two years, won the conference championship last year. So you have a lot of senior-laden talent on that team. They're young in some positions, but they have a little bit of attitude. They thought people kind of buried them for dead. They're like, not so fast. Keep your eye on this matchup. I think it is interesting as they are in Edrick, Virginia, for this game. Now looking at SIAC, mid-major division, second game of the week to watch in terms of the total six games match this weekend is number 10, Morehouse Maroon Tigers. Obviously talked about the fact they lost to Tuskegee, so they had three and three, one and two in the race. They had Albany State Golden Rams that are two and three, two and oh, just outside of the top 10. So in a lot of ways, this could be a top 10 matchup. And whoever wins this game, either Morehouse will stay in the top 10 or look for Albany State to find a way to get in the top 10. More important, you're looking out in the East Division of the SIC over there. I told you that four and oh, Fort Valley State, getting it done, but they hadn't played the Morehouse Maroon Tigers or Albany State in terms of matchup, because that's the last game of the year, a very classic matchup there. So both of these teams are trying to stay in the race. Albany State, new coach there, can he get it done as Morehouse Maroon Tigers? It'll be interesting. They are on the road, Albany, Georgia, big-time game there to watch. So that will do it in terms of six of the big-time games, I say HBCU games you would want to. Keep your eye on this weekend. It's getting that time of the year. Those top teams are starting to play each other. and You're getting some very intriguing matchups. You get to see who's going to separate themselves from the wheat and the chaff. You get to see who's the real, who's not. And that's what I'm excited about this weekend. As I say, Prairie View and m goes into Southern, the Den. They're proud and they remember when Jackson State went in and they put in 30,000 plus. Coach Odom was on. Coach's conference said, yeah, we're going to be a little ugly. We want to see what we can do. We want to put 31,000 in there this game. We want to be hostile, mean, and a little ugly.
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry. Who's
0: going to be on your show Tuesday? I assume you're going to have some discussion
2: about this game, correct? Yeah, we're going to have some big discussion on the game. We'll probably get Carlos to give us a call in to talk about this matchup down in there. We might even see if we can swing and get some – uh, somebody either from all corner grambling, give us some love in that top five matchup. We'd we'll love to sneak out of there in the me but that's a lot of calls in there. I wish we'll have our weekly version coaching matchup with Willie Simmons. And to we'll see what we can get done there. Last thing is Texas Southern has a real challenge in front of them. They go to Mississippi Valley. Mississippi Valley is, is winless on the season It's Valley's homecoming. They're going to be up for this game. They're going to be. Seven? They always give Texas Southern trouble on the road. You just this it, is baby. a game that makes this a little more challenging than people think. And because it's always tough for teams to go in there and get up for Valley, because they're not the traditional team that you would want to beat in terms of that, and you always look at them as being down. Um, but it's they have Commagie over there, and Commagie is going to define a way to get those guys to stick around. You do not want that team to get confidence early in that game. They'll. You know, Fool around and do what you've seen done a couple of weeks ago with uh, Savannah State at home taking out FAMU that are struggling mightily. So Texas Southern, that's one of my watch-out games this weekend. Well, Doc, I'm going to give a little local, uh, two teams and our,
1: especially one for sure. Uh, Rice put out a, a gut-wrencher uh, on the road this weekend. They were expected to uh, – uh, uh, you know, win the game, but uh, the competition got a, uh, changed a little bit for them. They also had a 90-minute uh, lightning delay, oh, which which weeks which, weeks which, tough. which changed the momentum of pretty much where teams were. And when they came back out, I was found a way to got the offense going, and Dreyfus drove them down field, uh, scored the last touchdown, and then the uh, defense sacked up, then sacked the quarterback uh, on the fourth down finished the game out and they pulled a uh uh 28 or 27 uh 26 win over uh florida atlantic and uh here locally hbu's men's soccer team who plays in the whack beat two nationally ranked teams good for them on a uh beat seattle on friday night which was number 19 3 uh, 1, and then on Sunday they came back and beat. I'm a closet soccer fan. I, I know you fan, are. So at, I'm going to have to
2: get out there and see that. Yeah, team. I, you beat be two ranked teams. Yeah. That's nice. And the two, two, two kid, recruits the, 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 seeing there? Yeah. What about the recruits?
1: Can they play? They look like. They could have been out here at, on the campus of Texas Southern playing Suiting linebacker. Up for the
2: linebacker? Linebacker position. Them big legs, or running back on it. Yeah. They, 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 they,
1: one kid was pretty good size. Um, i say at least about 6'3. Oh, that's big soccer. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday they beat Utah Valley University two one. Uh and they were actually the goalies, both goalies. <laughs> I thought about you for sure Sunday. Before I looked up, everybody was getting that they, they was getting up in the goalies' face. I mean they were there was a lot of pressure on both ends of the pitch. the of
2: the, the
1: pitch. Got a little chippy there. Oh yeah. It got real tippy. That's Umpire, the referees and umpires had to talk to both teams and both coaches, uh, going into halftime and coming out of halftime. That's how chippy had got. It. it was it was interesting, and I'm gonna tell you, playing in that heat, Doc, I know now why teams hate coming down south and playing in this in this humidity, because when they tried to make a move, the last thirty minutes of that that match. Utah Valley didn't have nothing. They didn't, it, it, it was almost everything had just got drained out of them, and that was that. To me, that was kind of like sad to watch because of what I had seen up up to that. point. Sad nothing. That's a you problem. Hey, teams whatever. can't come down here. Yeah, teams don't come. Them. They can't come down here. That's, and do that, hey, that Doc. Whatever. I'm just being honest. That's I'm fine. Just being honest. I'm not. I I'm, don't feel sorry for them. <laughs> that's, a <laughs> that's a you problem. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. All right. I'd have to agree. That's a you problem. All right, but Doc, yeah, I will get. You, I will make sure you get. uh I noticed early enough to where you can make out for a, for really? for a matchup with over over the because now with that happening, those two teams are in that, in that uh, in the White Conference. So that means that uh, HBU outside of SMU is a, being the only two Division One men's programs here in the state of Texas. HBU now is starting to get some recognition. They starting to get some kids, you know, looking uh, here close instead of just moving out, up and out.
0: Maybe get somebody on the national team eventually and stop losing to Mexico.
1: You know what? Uh, but I I'm, digress. Uh, no, 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 no. We're still not still just rolling that. that up on that because still still about that, that is what <laughs> shouldn't have happened. What I, I didn't get it. I have. I only
2: watched highlights. I didn't yeah, get a chance to watch. Klinsman, I, you have people talking about. Oh, the, no, yeah, it he needs to go. Donovan. But what happened? We know there's a little something there between him and Donovan.
0: Yeah, that's that's perfect. Let me preface. I did not see the first half. I was at the theater. Okay. But what do you see in the second half? On a date. All right. Had a great time. Okay. Second
2: half, it was an entertaining game. It just went back and forth. But you would like to see Mexico on uh, a new coach and how they struggle a little bit. They've rebounded to some degree, but you would think that the U.S. would take it to them a little more. From what mm-hmm. I heard, the U.S.
0: Clinsman, the attack, there wasn't the attack. They were just very passive. Yeah. They they played back on the heels majority they, of the game. They were, t- yeah. And what I've and seen from so friends and colleagues, bottom line, the better team won. What? I'm sorry. You know, we I you know one of my co workers listens to these podcasts, good. he texts me Sunday in Espanol with the score and threats dos and I'm like, Boo, back to you. You know, so he's, <laughs> he's enjoying himself. You know. But they played well. It was fun, man. It's the last thirty minutes was
2: a lot of fun. Yeah, it went back and forth. It was scoring a lot But you know yeah, had what, three I, I, scores late in uh, the game. Yeah, two early basically, uh, answer back to back. Great yeah. goal. first ten Bobby 15 I probably the game up two two. Great and goal and you had uh, scores Late, and then the final score in overtime. But real quick, breaking news during this podcast, the old ball
0: coach is retiring immediately. Didn't I just say that
2: before? Immediately,
0: not end of the season, immediately. ESPN sources,
2: other sources saying that Steve Spurrier is going to step down Tuesday, press conference, maybe Wednesday, Man, it's getting—it's very interesting. I mean, you—you you have Woo! precedent the number of coaches that are not even to make it through the season. You know that—that that is a change. That point. means it ain't fun. As no As much, much no. as we, yeah, he, we start. Not said, only that, but I'm did, just saying, in general, with him, so. yeah, yeah, or that, 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 that too. Boosters pushing him out. You hearing the same thing with Maryland? Oh yeah,
1: because he got, he got, uh, he got let go. Yeah. So. You know, and he, what he did, he shouldn't have done, and he took it personally from a reporter who asked a question. Uh, I don't have the specific, you know. No, report. man, he, he kind of laughed but he, out. But, he, he, but said, he, stormed, he stormed out at a post-game press conference when
2: it – when it. I, don't, uh, I I really don't have a problem with what he did. I mean, you got this stuff leaking out, and I think you can do whatever you need, but that's a little tacky. You're starting mm-hmm. to leak this stuff out, and then you have a reporter doing his part of the job where he's going to ask the question. Uh, but you're supposed to have control of this, and that's why you shouldn't allow stuff like that to leak out. And you, you've been in the business long enough. You yeah. only leak out what you, you want. That, that's true. Out. That is true. So let, let's not act like this stuff is purely just magically leaking out. So they wanted it out there. Um, and he just stood up and said that. Now, I don't think he was a players coach, so I'm not into the saying that he should stay, but I definitely am in the thoughts that he should move to the end of the season. So I just think programs and boosters – And it's funny because these are the same people that want to tell you that you can't play players and that this is amateurism. But everything they do copies. That's true. And reminds you of what you see at the professional level. That's true. So for me, if that's what you're going to be about and you're going to do it everywhere else, don't dress it up. Let's do what's going on, let's pay the players. Let's collect the is and let the 65, 68, whichever, however you want, playing four conferences, uh, mix all this stuff up, and, and throw in the basket. Let's go for it and let the fans know that's what it is. And stop trying to be back and forth and then expect me to act like it's okay and always agree with you when you want to make a change. Of a okay. It doesn't work for me. I'm not, I'm not going to give up to that cowardness when I know any framework that you look at it Is just wrong. The last thing I want to put on here is I won't go through the whole article, but I just thought it was fascinating when you look at this incident that just made the NCAA again look like uh, the idiots they are, and it's an article called uh, Free for Net. That's the running back, all everything freshman over there. I mean, running back at LSU that's been putting up tremendous yards and is now the talk of the town in terms of the Heisman race. Uh, if you followed anything about football this weekend, you know that South Carolina played the game in LSU Stadium. And that was because you have the major floodings going on in South Carolina. Whether you believe for, they, uh, Leonard put this together in regards to doing this, essentially what he decided to do was he was going to auction off his shirt or make money off his shirts and donate the proceeds. Uh, to the people of South Carolina that have been devastated by the flood, NCA says you can't do that. Why? Because these players do not own their likenesses; they control everything. Now, this is the this is just crazy to me. This is capitalistic world, definitely country we live in that talks about everything we do. It should be capitalistic base, but outside of this little small little amateurism that we call NCA. You can't do it in that framework. So that is just crazy, the fact that they said, no, you can't do it because we control everything about it. Well, this particular article really will frustrate people that don't agree with this. And for those that do, it's interesting because Lewis Moore uh, gives the framework and says, this is just, again, the framework of how people were indentured and put as slaves. You took away their right to be citizenships. Uh, being citizens, and this is essentially what you're doing, is the part of being a citizen is to have your right to your likeness. If you can't own your likeness, you're not free. And I am yeah, totally about this article. So, again, this is on outofboundsmag.com. If you want to check out the article, it's called Free Fournette, F-O-U-R-N-E-T-T-E, by Lewis Moore. Uh, came out October 11th. That just vilifies the NCA with their silliness as they got bombarded by Twitter in regards to this, as they said that he couldn't do it, and they came back later and said, "Well, maybe we looked at that wrong. He can do it." So even they're wishy-washy in terms of how they go about their decision. What's going on there? So that closes on my little rant uh, for the day. As I continue to find a way to throw the NCAA under the bus, as they rightfully deserve. I'm gonna
0: real quick <clears throat> talk about the Rockets. Preseason has begun. Uh, they're a very deep team. I'm telling you, this. They Kevin Kelly could probably go ten deep. You're looking at
2: uh Patrick real Beverly
0: hate. coming off the bench real, real in the backcourt. KJ McDaniels is playing well at the wing spot. Then you have Clint Capella playing very well. <clears throat> backing up or maybe playing power forward, backing up Dwight Howard, or playing the four spot. At some point, the Natas will come back from his his back surgery. <clears throat> so you're looking at a lot of talent. I'm gonna talk about the young people like Sam Decker. And guys like that, uh, Jason Terry is basically a coach right now. He's he'll only be used when needed, you know, veteran leadership things of that sort. <clears throat> but they're a fun team. Only issue, it's minor, you know. Uh, James Harden, Bruce's right knee in, in Sunday's loss, pre- preseason loss. So I mean, it doesn't really care about the score of the game. There's one twenty three, one nineteen. A lot of three point shooting. Good to see Wall Chip high school grad, Denzel Livingston. Uh, Bring the Rockets back in the fourth quarter. Had a nice bounce pass, Allie to to Sam Decker for a slam dunk. So uh, Rockets play Phoenix Tuesday on the road. I doubt James Harden will play, to, you know, as a precaution. But the uh, season starts toward the end of the month, almost I think, right after the Wildcat and I return from Orlando and the American Athletic Conference for yes. Media Day. Yes. So we're looking forward to that as well. It's about remember, two weeks. Remember that's
1: the American.
0: Yes Athletic come. So uh, two weeks there So 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 I think uh, Basketball is here And Rockets announced That they have Claimed Signed Former Rice Al Great Mr. Arslan Kazemi So uh, Looking forward to seeing him hey. Although I don't Believe they have a The next preseason Game Home game I think maybe yeah. Saturday so this And then is, they got one On uh, Monday so hope we get a chance to talk to Arsalan. I haven't seen him in a while. You know, I think he was cut by the Sixers, I believe, before the Rockets picked him up. So good to see him return to Ace Town. Chances are slim he'll make the uh opening day roster, but won't beat him. If he goes to uh, Rio Grande the D League, that's no no shame in that because Rockets right. believe in that in that pipeline There's Yeah, very oh, yeah, for them. So yeah, they'll come get you in any time. So, yeah, the, Rock, the Rockets host the Heat on Saturday, the 17th at 7 p.m., so I'll be there for that. So, Wildcat, you've hardly touched on how folks can find you on the well, social platforms.
1: You can find me, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, YouTube, uh, blogger, uh, SoundCloud. You can find me at uh, AKSVDCSR, the College Sports Report. Uh, I've got uh, interviews from postgames of, HBU's football team this past weekend, uh, the HBU men's soccer team. And uh, today, U of H, uh, on last Thursday, U of H is uh, uh, Coach Herman, the post game for players. And today uh, was Coach Herman at, at U of H only uh, because Rice is open this week. Uh, so I spent the, the day over at the University of Houston, got a couple of players. As uh, you should. Elan, uh, Roberts because they're the
0: only ranked team in the top twenty-five in the city of Houston right now. Right now, not Rice. I'm just saying that out there. Yeah,
1: you know th- that won't happen anytime soon, just because of where they are.
0: Exactly. So, uh, but you spend more time at U of H. Just turn that right there. Uh,
1: that won't happen. I'm just throwing it out there. I know you do as a it's, U of H alum. But at the at the at the point right now, you know it's just <laughs> football. You're just getting there. You're just getting there. You got to hold on, because like Coach Herman mentioned today, it doesn't matter. It's what happens at the end of the season is where we Agreed. are. No, They
0: need to be too late on Friday.
1: And trust me, he was very adamant about that one point when it came up today in the uh, oh, press Oh, I'm time. not
0: satisfied. Hell,
1: you know, get that. He, he ranked top and He is on a mission to change more spots to go. a lot of mentality about some things. And guys need to understand that. Agreed. And, and, and
0: that includes the U of H alums. Yes. 25,000 folks are then... Uh, beat SMU, where 71,000 people saw the sorry-ass Texans. Folks, you're being bamboozled spending your money watching that garbage at NRG Stadium. Uh, Hey, that's what they they got money. Y'all are so in love with pro football. The Texans' record overall is what, 97 and 130 now? Yet you continue to spend money for a losing product. And, and, And many of that is U of H alums spending money for the pro product but you won't spend it for you the school where you graduated.
1: And they gotta get some things done. They gotta get some things done. Uh, and uh on Twitter, TweetDeck, and Facebook, Jerry L. Woodley Jr., J.L. Woodley 1. One last thing. Saturday, two thirty PM,
0: CBS, Kyle Field, Alabama versus AM. That's a good one. What you got? I'm gonna take AM. Top 10 matchup. Who you got? Give me a
1: score, Wildcat. 35-28. Uh,
2: Doc? I'm going to go with the Aggies at home. They hadn't had a big win at home. Uh, and I'm, especially against Alabama. I'm, outside of don't. the one they just got, which is right. top 25, but in top, top 10, yeah. the wins that he's had early season have been on the road. So yeah. it's time for him to kind of change that, um, I think. There's still some question mark about Alabama in regards to quarterback play. Right. Obviously, had that old school game they had against Arkansas last week, where the defense oh, took man. over. But I think um, Texas A&M is not as offensively challenged as Arkansas. So I look for that defense under the new coach, defensive coordinator, coming over from LSU. I think his defense is playing some good ball. I think they'll be able to do enough to beat the tide and have another major upset this week. Uh, as the polls will continue to twist and those Bama fans out there will continue to try to figure out why they can't roll like they used to a couple of years ago. So I see Aggie's winning the game twenty seven to twenty one.
0: Well everything Doc said sounds great and logical.
1: <laughs> the basketball guy Doc
0: but the basketball guy Doc he died you. To be no I'm not doubting you <laughs> at all I agree with everything you say, but to be consistent with someone I've already talked to, and the uh, wager that we have made, I picked the uh, roll tide in that wager. So I'm not going to be different. I'm going to be consistent, and I'm going to stick with it, st- stick with my pick. And I'm going to take Alabama to go into Kyle Field and hush those Aggies. And the tide will win the game. Let's say Tide wins 31-28.
1: Anything else? No. That, that's 31-28. Somebody's getting a safety. Somebody's one. either getting a safety or a field goal at the right time. As long as Alabama wins, I'm, yeah, I yeah, better you know, do.
0: whatever. You you know, yeah. I don't it's care if it's one for game. I don't care if it's two-nothing. I don't care.
2: One thing I would add, like I said, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TweetDeck, and that's at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. D-R-K-E-N-Y-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TweetDeck. Uh, You can also find me weekly uh, live on kswitchradio.com as we'll have a great weekend with the top 10 matchups across the board with the six games I'm telling you to keep your eyes on. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how those go down. We'll talk about tomorrow from 6 to 7. That's every Tuesday. Uh, radio.com. If you're not able to catch it live, you can go to SoundCloud and go to Dr. Bill's Inside, the HBC Sports Lab to get the uh, podcast version of the show that comes out every week. Uh, with that, as I close out, there's one additional quote I would like to read to kind of close it out on the note that uh, maybe will wake some people up. In 1946, in order to justify why his college abolished football, American University President Paul F. Douglas argued, quote, a human slave market extends from the Atlantic to the Pacific and from Canada to Alabama. Day by day, young men come to auction blocks for sale to the highest bidder. The bidding is bitter, determined, and unscrupulous. The country is ridden by agents and scouts directed by coaches who receive salaries higher than university presidents, end quote. The players, according to Douglas, quote, surrendered their complete freedom to coaches. Today's slave drivers, end quote. And when was that? It was in 1946, a quote made by Univer- American University President Paul F. Douglas, as he was making his statements and why he was giving a football and it just tells you how this continuous triangle of ruthlessness and has just gotten worse as the N.C.A. has found ways to take the rights away of these players that people argue about all the time. Again, this was in the article that I told you to take a serious look at. Lewis Moore, free for net.
0: Outstanding. We're going to wrap it up with that. Thank you very much. Doc, yeah. sir?
1: Don't, uh, tomorrow will start media day here in the area. University of Houston has scheduled their men's and women's uh, basketball media day tomorrow around lunchtime. I will be there uh, for a lot of coach speech before the season starts. I'll be there as well. Are oh, you will? Yes, I'll be there. Well, let's, uh, now I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just ask this question: Will it be just you and myself in it? We Cougar? shall see because it's interesting. We you shall know. see because uh, I'm sure a lot of the media will be traveling
0: to a Kansas City. With the Astros for Game Five on Wednesday, so we'll see how many, how much media shows up because it's not football, That's you know, this true. it's basketballs. That is true. So college football is way far behind the city of Houston compared to you know when it comes to pro football, despite the fact that Texans are trash. You know, I just it, it it just at some point and and I've seen Ralph Ralph Cooper, you know our mentor, mm-hmm. say after their loss to the old man Thursday. Yeah. Matt houser the sick old man, that fans need to wake up and stop going to these games until Bob McNair, Rick Smith, whoever, puts a winning product on the field. They finally got the turf right. It took them, how many years
1: have it been in existence? Twelve? But it took they, also being offered a state high school tournament. Whatever, Whatever, some, something... Happened them to get to, point, and get to that
0: point. To get to that point. So maybe you realize that there are other things that need to be done to turn your pro football team around and win. It was great. You got that publicity on hard knocks. But now people are seeing that there's not much talent on the football team on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. So that's all I feel about the Texans. And, folks, you know where I am on Twitter. T-H-E-H-R-Review I know a little bit more than basketball You know, I'm a wall trip H as a product And a U of H alum as well So I have a little bit of knowledge in my brain So, thank you as always Dental for your time uh, You look forward, you can go to uh, the Wildcast blog at my blog for Interviews from U of H Media Day Men's and Women's Hoops And we'll take care of that Tuesday And then in two weeks we'll be in Orlando for Media Day for the conference the American Athletic Conference, men's and women's basketball, Monday and Tuesday, interviews with the other coaches and players in the conference, and not just U of H. So, Doc, thank you for your time. Thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for that great quote. Wildcat, thank you very much. I'll see you Tuesday. Going to wrap it up, as I always do. In conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.